Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. What is going on? It is August 30th here, 2022. I just learned on TikTok how to find your natural voice. Let's see if I can talk in my natural voice. Apparently this is my natural voice. The way that you find it. The way that you find it is you sigh. And when you sigh, you you just give out a little bit of breath at the same time. So you're like, check this out. You're like, uh, 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 uh. So there you go. That's it. That's the natural voice. That's the natural voice. And you know what's so interesting? When you use the natural voice, you find yourself centered. You find yourself not anxious, not nervous about anything, not anticipating what might be around the corner. It's interesting as I dive into the reasons behind why talk fast staccato maybe some of these things maybe I'm solving some mysteries here I think the reason why that probably was first of all I'm loud I've heard people tell me I'm loud I think this is in part by having a lot of tall friends growing up maybe also feeling it many times my voice was not being heard so they're, they're, they're in breeds, the Napoleon complex, perhaps. It stirs you up. And uh, you start thinking, hold on a second. I got to catch up to everybody. Got to catch up to everybody. And when you're not catching up to everybody, ooh, that's interesting. This is just popping up in my brain right now. I realize when you're in that mode of catching up to everybody all the time, when you're around others... When you used to go in those speeds and you're around others who are not going those speeds. Because like a tall person, one of their steps equals maybe three of mine. It's like those little dogs. You see a little chihuahua running alongside uh, Great Dane. There's probably 35 little steps there that that chihuahua has to take. Um... Before that Greyhound, Great Dane takes one step. So I think it's kind of like that. Being loud, saying what I have to say quickly before someone cuts in. Yeah, I could see, I could see that. When you look at the overcompensation, if you will, of one direction, that you find yourself going in. This is what's popping up into my brain. This uh, is wrapped up in some revelations that have happened to me throughout the years. But this idea that if you're going really full force in the one direction, um, really, really overcompensating, so to speak, 
Oh my gosh, this is great. This is such a good idea. Then what happens is follow that trail. Follow that trail of where you're overcompensating. Go, what are the reasons why I'm flying so far in this direction? There's something on the other side that's sort of anchoring me there. That's an or that's allowing me to fly around in this particular orbit. What is it that's making me fly around in this particular orbit? Um, and then we examine that and we go, is this an orbit that I enjoy floating around? And do I get bothered if someone calls me out for floating around in this orbit? Especially if it's an orbit that someone feels ashamed orbiting around and then someone calls them out for being in that orbit. They don't like that. It's like there's this, uh, there's, it almost feels like there's this innate, in, in some occasions, this innate, um, what do you call it? shame or dissatisfaction what's what's immediately coming to mind is I'm thinking of like uh, uh, like uh, let's say better call Saul type stuff Breaking Bad type stuff Sopranos type stuff these people who are entrenched in these dirty dirty jobs for instance, I started watching The Irishman. That was another, that's the most fresh one, actually, I'm pointing at. Um, they call him the house painter. This guy's a hitman. And, you know, he, just because he's good at a job does not mean that he uh, really likes it, maybe. I think deep down inside, there is, there is suffering there. All right, so, oh, no. Is this a funeral procession? Oh no. Are we dealing with a funeral procession here? We are. Oh no. Oh, I am so sorry. There's a hearse driving past. It says dignity and all these cars. Oh, there's, there, there's, there's, there's uh, police motorcades here. Wow, man. Incredible. Wow, man. There weren't that many people in that funeral. It's so interesting, right? Here I am talking about this idea of simultaneously, synchronistically, as I'm talking about the kinds of things that people are doing in their lives they may be ashamed about or they might not like and they don't like getting called out on. I mean, that, that is the, the, the surmise, you know, all of that is what affects those who are, are in our orbit, you know, how they think about us. I just saw this funeral procession go past and there were maybe seven cars. Seven cars. So that could mean any number of things. Maybe they're, they don't have family out here or their family is gone. Could mean that they didn't have, they didn't leave a very good effect on, on people. Um, and maybe they just didn't have too many friends. Maybe there just aren't many people who know about the death. 
when we're lying on that deathbed are we going to be proud of ourselves for stomping out the competition? Are we going to be proud of ourselves for all the billions of dollars we made that we cannot spend? When you're at the end of the line, you start thinking back. You know, how, how much of my life was spent living for others and how much of it was spent following my heart, my intuition. When you closely examine that stuff, it really kind of inspires you to uh, really make sure that each moment you're living is something that's um, of value to you in some degree. Each thing, you know, we're doing something because there is a value system attached to it. Somewhere jingling around in the back of our brains. There's something there. What's the value? Oh, well, maybe I'm going along with this because I'm afraid of getting fired. Or, oh, maybe I'm going along with this because I'm afraid of her leaving me. Or maybe I'm going along with this because uh, I don't want to lose my apartment. Whatever the thing is, whatever that thing is. At some point, you know, at some point the dam breaks. All that pressure of not being able to live life your way, that pressure builds up and it has to come out somehow. So, I believe by coming out here and walking around in nature, it's giving me far more ideas than I would have gotten. Varied ideas that I would not have gotten if I was just sitting in my house. And if we are to play along with that idea that every single heart communicates with each other, and it creates this this electromagnetic field, and that's why it's so powerful when groups of people come together meditating for peace and love and harmony um, you know all these, all these hearts they become these amplified antennae next thing you know you start seeing miracles happening makes sense that you get all these ideas, you know, from walking around in nature, walking around other humans, you're, 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 you're walking through their thought clubs, you're walking through the um, paradigm, the bubble that is encompassing them. If you look around at everybody as if they've got a little bubble around them. Um becomes easier to realize that each and every single person is, in fact, living in their own reality, chosen reality paradigm, consciousness, etc. and so forth. They're carrying the ecosystem wherever they go. What's that precipitation, you wonder? What is being precipitated over there? What is that? Is it harmonic? Is it a delightful magnetization?
there's this uh, affirmation. There are a few of these that I read every once in a while. That I've heard through TikTok and otherwise. Here's one. Something good to say out loud to yourself now and again. When we think about parallel realities uh, and other versions of ourselves coexisting right now in a different parallel reality. Each thought, each choice, each intention as we move towards that the, the, the manifestation, the incarnation of that specific chosen reality. Uh, all right, so here it goes. Uh, I have a lavish, steady, dependable income, consistent with integrity and mutual benefit. Go ahead and rewind that. Go ahead and listen to that again. Want to go back and rewind it? Go listen to it again. So that's a good one, isn't it? Here's another good one. I am living in the timeline of my deepest desires, highest excitements, and fullest potential. You want to rewind that? Listen to that again. And then, of course, there are the things um, that you say at the end of the Bashar Transformative Shifting Cube exercise. It's powerful, I'm telling you. The past week, I picked it back up again. Wowzers, tongues of synchronicities have been blipping my antenna all over the place. I have right now, backed up on my phone, just from Yachtly Crew Touring, four hours of recorded stuff. This is not uh, split up among episodes by any means. There is just that much information. One, one, uh, one, of, one of them has an hour's worth of segments on it. The other has three hours of segments on it. And rather than, it all started as a mistake. That's just kind of how this app works sometimes started as a mistake and I was too lazy to move the segment into its very own yeah, long story anyway, here we are so, um, I figured well instead of feeling the pressure of having to go back through all that information sifting it through and trying to figure out the nuggets that I would just start anew keep this momentum going I'll be um, I'll be making a fiver and interviewing people. As you know, Inspirato Projecto reaches out to iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, all over the place. Breaker, Street, uh, Breaker. Streaker, I think it's called Stitcher, Overcast, all kinds, all kinds of places. Um, so yes, um, I think I'm going to start, goes and, and plus so many more, so many more places. I'll let you know when I get that Fiverr account up in case you decide that you want to, you've got a story that you want to tell and you want to be interviewed 
let me know. Let me know. Oh. We'll talk more later. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Here's your fun fact. Dogs are about as smart as a two- or three-year-old child. This means they can understand about 150 to 200 words, including signals and hand movements with the same meaning as words. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Oh, yes. One, two, three, four. Of course. Of course. Wow. One, two, three, four. I'm recording this right now. Astounding. Astounding. I just exited the Iliad bookstore. Um, they are just such a great bookstore. Henry the Red, if you remember. Army of Darkness. There's a partner with this um, red-bearded, red-haired fella. Um, comes back and helps Ash, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell's character, he helps him out with uh, some shenanigans battling the deadites. So, Henry the Red, I actually had him sign my DVD copy of Army of Darkness. He works there. And um, I just picked up this book, The Alchemist. That's what I was on my way there to do. There's this... I meet so many extraordinary people through Yachtly Crew. And I had these huge synchronicities concerning Hawaii, or shall I say Hawaii. Hawaii. And, uh... I... It started with me meeting a woman named Kristen at a show. And it turns out she's from Hawaii. So I was asking her a whole, just grilling her a whole bunch, a bunch of questions about that. And then, um, and then I end up finding out my friend Mary has a huge obsession with Hawaii. And then I end up finding out that this other woman. Tony, she is in Hawaii right now. So, uh, then I end up finding out that my roommate, he, Jamie, he went to Hawaii and he loved it out there. And he suggested, and so did uh, Kristen, because I asked her, I asked her, where would be the best place, you know, where could I find waterfalls she said Kauai and Kauai is the place that Jamie said that he went to that he loved so ever since I was a little kid Hawaii has been a big uh, dream it's been in my brain ever since Fantasy Island I think I was telling you, Fantasy Island. I wanted so bad to be a real place. I wanted it. I wanted so bad for that to be a real place. 
and I imagine that it most likely resided, resides in Hawaii. So that's always been in the back of my brain, thinking about going there and, and visiting Fantasy Island. I would really like to, when I go there, oh, and this is the other interesting thing. So, um, so there's a story with my sister Jenny and I hiking up in these, um, up in this area. And we, and, uh, I brought my Salvador Dali mask with the intention of shooting some experimental video. And so I had this mask with me. Jenny and I were walking and then we ended up coming, we ended up coming up into this, um, you know, resting spot for people. And sitting there is a girl who goes by the name Euphoria on Instagram. We were talking and she goes, wow, you have a Salvador Dali mask. I have a Salvador Dali tattoo. He's my favorite artist. All of a sudden she pulls up her leg and there's a tattoo of Salvador Dali. And I was like, this is incredible. This is something to pay attention to. And then all of a sudden, I'm asking her, you know, oh, how do you know your buddy? How do you two know each other? Oh, I met him in Hawaii. And so it turns out that he just happened to be in town for a layover. So she thought, well, let's hang out while you're here. I said, what's your name? And he says, Scruffy. I said, oh my God, of course your name is Scruffy. I said, because I grew up with a kid who probably started getting facial hair when he was like in fourth grade. This kid was Scruffy. We call him Scruffy behind his back. That was his nickname. He kind of looked like Brad Pitt. But imagine, fourth grader with facial hair. So, this kid's name was Scruffy. So there's this spirit animal, you know, from the past. Salvador um, Dali is there with us. So I started asking him about if he's seen UFOs. And he said yes. And he was telling me these stories of how he would see UFOs fly down into the water and go and go under under the under the water. He was on an eye. Uh, he's hanging out with his buddies out by the beach and he saw it up in the sky and then it went it came down through the sky and out of the sky bam into the ocean went underneath and um, it was interesting because about a week later that's when that's when it hit the news that a blue UFO was seen plummeting into the ocean so I was asking him all about the folklore something called the mini Hawana or something. Kristen was telling me about this. He was saying uh, that he feels that he encountered them at one time. He said you don't really want to be out in nature in the darkness. You know, you don't want to disturb these, these creatures. And uh, I said one time he was, it was late at night, 
think he had like a campfire going or something with his buddies. And you heard this like, yeah, yeah, kind of like laughing off into the, um, you know, off, off to the side. And it freaked him out, as one can imagine. So he and his buddies got out of there. And I asked Kristen about this. I said, can you confirm this? She goes, oh, well, when we're at a very young age, our parents would tell us about them and just say, don't, you know, the mini Juanas uh, don't want you messing up their nature. You know, so just be kind to their, be kind. And uh, so everyone's brought up with this reverence towards the land. Do you live in Hawaii? Have you ever been to Hawaii? You probably know a lot more than I do. However, when I go to Hawaii, I want to learn from the wisest person they can bring me to. You know, someone who who um, either studies that stuff or has um, experiences with seeing these creatures or uh, you know, has has fables, if you will, from stories handed down. I want to investigate that. I want to hear these stories. I want to interview these folks. So Hawaii has really been on my brain lately. Um, and so Kristen... She and I got to talking, and I found out that she was a book reader. So we were going down a rabbit hole. I was telling her what book I was reading. I just finished Far Journeys. And um, she'd tell me the various books she was reading, and that she's coming up. She's coming up to uh, the end of her latest book. And if I had any suggestions, and I suggested The Alchemist, Celestine Prophecy, Four Agreements. Power of Intention, Convoluted Universe books. I said, these are all, you know, spirituality. She goes, which one would be the best first one? And uh, I suggested The Alchemist because it's an engaging read. It teaches you about keeping your ears open. See, there was that raven. I don't know if that, that might be the same raven has made guest appearances on other episodes. So, I suggested to her The Alchemist, because throughout the book, there's, there's uh, as the story unfolds, the main character is doing these things that he doesn't really necessarily want to be doing. However, while he's in the midst of these things, other magical things occur. And, it, and they only occurred as the result of him being in those uh, places at that specific time. On the sidewalk, I'm passing by some sh- uh, sidewalk chalk drawings. There's a person, there's a rainbow, there's a sort of a smiley face. Let's see, there's a message here. I've something today to Yule a good hmm what's this one say it's 
it's a little uh, scrubbed, if you will. So, I thought I had the alchemist on my bookshelf. And uh, I didn't. She, she picked up alchemist. So I'll be reading... Before I, st before I started talking to Kristen, my next book, and it still is, Backwards and Forwards, which actually, interestingly enough, is around the same size as this. I started reading that, and I'm going to read this at the same time. Backwards and Forwards is a phenomenal script analysis book for, for uh, plays, stage plays, for anyone who's a director, a writer, actor, it helps you to see how each action leads to the next action. They call it the trigger and heap method. So bam, this thing led to that thing. Which then starts a whole nother, you know, starting point from there, like giving the baton. Hello. Hey, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Poor fella has crutches. Tearing down this house. Man, everywhere, everywhere. Tearing down houses. And putting up these apartment complexes. We pave paradise, put up a parking lot. We pave paradise, put up a parking lot. So that's why I went up to the Iliad to pick up a copy of The Alchemist so I can discuss this with her and, well, first of all, gain a new, I think maybe this will be the third time I've read it. As you well know, with any good book or good movie, it matures with age because you mature with age. You've learned a lot more than you knew before. You have various perspectives you did not have on that first go around. And so now you can appreciate, you can appreciate it from a different angle. Almost as if you're seeing a whole new movie. This to me is a great example of that shift we were talking about earlier. Ooh, look at that, the horn just went off right when I said that that shift we were talking about earlier of um, parallel realities of, our, of, of realities just existing unto themselves in that particular person's perspective Jamie and I were talking about how he uh, um, when he would direct he would sometimes have the actors switch the roles and read things from the other perspective so they can get a better understanding as to why their own character might be doing the things that they're doing. It really is a wonderful exercise that if we were to apply that idea just in humanity as we know it, is very similar to that aspect of putting yourself in someone else's shoes, seeing it from their perspective. Is that type of thing. 
So, in those moments where these people are switching their roles and, and listening to maybe what their character wants, needs, is trying to do, helps them understand it easier and go, aha! That's why they say hindsight is twenty twenty. You're now able to look back from this perspective outside of yourself. And we always talk about this. This falls right in line, of course, with what Einstein says, is that you cannot solve a problem within the problem. You have to be on the outside of it in order to see what's going on. I guess that type of uh, education requires willing, the willingness, the the consent to detaching from one's crystallized identity, so to speak. In order to see those perspectives, it, 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 you have to allow yourself to unplug from that ego identity and just look at it. What is this character doing? Why is this character saying this? Why does this character have such a strong anchor to this particular thing? There's a guy who just got out of his van and he's taking pictures of places. He's wearing an orange vest, but uh, no indication as to where he works or what he's doing. I'm gonna ask him. What, what's your company? What are you doing out here? Who are, who are you taking pictures for? What, why are you taking pictures of my apartment complex? Yeah, why, why are you taking pictures of that? What? My friend lives in there. Why are you taking pictures of their apartment? No, I am package. Huh? I'm package, to the package. Oh, package, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, all right. <laughs> you know, I've been hearing a lot on this uh, Nextdoor app. Um, um, how there are people just kind of taking pictures around these apartment complexes and then um, their places are getting broken into and so I thought well heck let's make sure that if we see these people in nondescript vans with orange vests on why not ask them what are you doing here? It's interesting when people feel betrayed by the outside forces. A lot of their immediate reactions are to implode upon themselves and the ones that had nothing to do with their situation. Burglaries, all that jazz. Instead of turning it towards, okay, how can we work together? 
this is the time to band together. They'd rather turn in these savages who enter people's homes at night. stuff it's it's uh, an unfortunate thing however simultaneously I'm putting out the vibe that there is a parallel world out there where this type of stuff is not happening where harmony is fully fully flowing and uh, people are treating each other with respect, doing exactly what they love doing, feeling no need to go outside and steal from others because they're, they're satisfied with their own lives. They're satisfied with reaching their goals. They're satisfied with the people who are around them who are encouraging them to be the best version of themselves. All right, I am back. I'm here in the air conditioning. And uh, we shall talk more later. Danger zone. Danger zone. Gonna take you to the... Oh. Danger zone. Danger zone. No, just three times. Just three times. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. The danger zone. Inspirato Projecto Radio. This is Man and Mr. Man behind the machine. Right, man? Say hi, Mr. Man. Say hi, Mr. Inspirato. Hi. Oh, you guys, you have nailed it. You have nailed it. You are carpenters of this musical experience. I hope you give yourselves a pat on the back. Stick an award on your chest. And uh, proclaim to everyone in your neighborhood that you are the new soundtrack artists of the county. For hire, baby, for hire. Father and son, dynamic duo, for hire. You know what? Some of these ideas are just so crazy. They're so crazy they just might work. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my gosh. It feels so so good to be moments away from releasing this, this episode here. Um, thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Hey, Kurt, just wanted to thank you for your episodes. My husband and I enjoyed the one where um, you were enjoying your food with your band member and uh, learning about the cornbread and honey and the beer float and all that. And then your last episode had really given me the confidence to uh, we're going and having a small um, party of our own uh, with our friends over here. And in-person reaction is, is um, really important and in-person interaction. So thanks again for everything and all that you do. And I'm really looking forward to your next episode. Take care. Hope you're having a good summer.
Francesca, you sent this to me July 8th, I believe. Um, and you titled this Art is Life reality show. I love it. I love it. That is such an appropriate title for a message like this. You know, I, I frequently think of this podcast as like sending out the SOS, putting out, put, like putting the messages in the bottles. Um, sending out the messages on the carrier pigeons. Let's see who picks it up. And I'm astonished, Jessica, that you're listening to this. Where are you at? What part of the country? Man Behind the Machine, Maria Humphreys. The wonderful, the foxes over at Awesome Sauce Radio and Cannabis Conundrum. We live on a planet. So many wonderful Wonderful people who listen to this show. Pauly Shores from Yachtly Crew. Tara Reed, she sometimes listens. My family sometimes listens. And I have a feeling this is going to catch, catch you right on that day when you just so happen to be listening. I've been diving deep. This one particular art project has beamed its way to my antennae and so that started this whole ball rolling like basically the whole past month most of it I've been out here on the balcony I started working on this one particular project and then all of a sudden it became this like you know I got like 17 paintings around me on the balcony now I'm just sitting out here night all day long the freshness the sun is about to go down right now I've been getting into the habit of walking outside without sunglasses on and if I wear sunglasses I wear them inside to protect my eyes from the fluorescent lights of the grocery store my eyes need the vitamin D from the sun so I shall continue to keep my eyes open squinted you know the one of the things that I used to do growing up was I found that if I squint if I squinted one eye I could keep the other eye open and and see fine so I would alternate squinting one eye leaving the other open squinting the one eye and that would enable me to like leave one eye fully open believe it or not but then it would happen where I'd try to open up both eyes wide and then it just talk about eyes wide shut i open them wide oh if you want to go down a rabbit hole look up the connections between eyes wide shut and larry Silone. c-e-l-o-n-e larry c-e-l-o-n-e this is a really deep rabbit hole i'm curious what you find should you decide to follow the clues i would say use duck duck go uh instead of the other ones there's also a website called Jibiru, G-I-B-I-R-U dot com, G-I-B-I-R-U dot com. Uh, there's another one called Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X dot com, Y-A-N-D-E-X dot com. These are all supposedly private search engines. So thank you, Jessica. These are the uh, the carrier pigeons. Today is the 6th, September. So, you know, I sent out these messages in bottles, the carrier pigeons, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, sent out the Morse code. Uh, I, I scream out the yodels and I hear the echoes. 
Thank you. Thank you for listening. Tara Reed, Pauly Shores, Josh Clendenin, John Garside, The Foxes at Awesome Sauce Radio and Cannabis Conundrum. Oh, this this wonderful Ramsey. Is that your last name, sir? Captain at the Yachtly Crew Show. He said he listens. If you're listening, sir, I salute you. Ramsey, right? Ramsey. Ramsey, Ramsey. Oh, la, 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 la. So thank you, Jessica, for getting a kick out of the, the conversation between Polly Shores and I. I like to try to catch these little adventures whenever I can. And I'm so happy to hear that you that you get a kick out of this. I believe that might be the same raven that I've been talking about. So. Yeah, that could be the same raven. Things are uh, coming too close on the Dos Lagos Film Fest. We stopped accepting submissions today, September 6th. Wait, yesterday? Is that today? No, today's the 8th. Wait, yeah, today. It's Dave Uchansky's mom's birthday. God bless her. God rest her. She passed uh, during quarantine. Dave is a good guy. Dave Uchansky. He was in Max Neptune and the Medicine Squid with me, and ever since I've, I've included him, we've, we've collaborated on things. So, thank you, Jessica. It's been a while. Thank you for hanging in there. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it's been like John Garside, <clears throat> who did Max Neptune. He, uh, he used to work for uh, he used to do work for the city of Whittier. He was there. Um, he would handle handle their city councils he, meetings. He would record them you do all kinds of stuff um why was I talking about John Garside you know it's so funny sometimes when I'm talking I'm just staring out at the mountains out here um stare out the mountains I get lost lost in translation by the way I'm rereading The Alchemist if you get a chance read The Alchemist thank you so much thank you so much for listening please if you got any ideas Jessica any ideas you want me to explore um, please oh Maria Humphreys also she listens to Inspirato Projecto I mentioned we live on a planet. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Who else? I see the stats. It it explodes my brain. There are these tiny towns in Iceland. Little areas in the nooks and crannies of the Nile River. <laughs> someone, someone in these locations is listening to this. I want to hear your stories. Just like Jessica. Just like Man Behind the Machine. Um, 
Now, since I brought up Marie Humphreys, well, we'll have her close out the show. How about that? Uh, We got more stuff on the way. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The time is now 2.47 p.m. Today is, in fact, the 6th of September. Look how fast that happened already, huh? Um... In a few days, we'll be playing at Music Box in San Diego. I'm on my way up to the, uh, to the, to the bank right now to get that uh, rent situation figured out. In the meantime, I've been uh, working on a new short film. It's probably going to be about six minutes. It's probably going to be about six minutes total. Right now I'm uh, making the credits for this thing and I plan on playing at uh, Dos Lagos. So we'll see. see how it happens how it all works out I think we've gotten some good submissions and just a lot of returning people actually from other from other kapows noticing some filmmakers who um, have been very diligent and uh, prolific through the years in making projects. There are these wonderful folks out in Baltimore. Is it Baltimore? No. What is it? Boston? One of those B. One of those B places. Massachusetts. Massa- Massachusetts. They're out in Massachusetts, and uh, they're called Smoking Bottle Entertainment. And they, he uses the same actors. There are just pages. This is crazy. There are pages of old drawings. Um, must be concept art. Uh, for the Police Academy t- uh, cartoon. Pages just strewn about. We'll talk more about that when I return from the bank. Where else in the world would you find concept art pages for an animation? Where where else in the world would you find that? But uh, the town of Hollyweird. When you see stuff like that, you can't help but wonder, what's the moment before? Who brought it there? Who was inspired to... Just leave that sitting there. Who's the person who drew it? That's the other question. Asking yourself, who is the one that put these plans into motion? The other question is, did that art make its way into the final cartoon? I cannot say that I fully watched. Maybe I've seen pieces of that cartoon.
When I first visited out here, I remember seeing all kinds of different things being shot all over. Commercial here, TV show there, movie here. So then when I, when I really got ensconced into California, I decided to sign up for something called Central Casting. You'll hear about central casting a lot. In the industry, they joke about it a lot. Um, central casting is where you find all of your background talent. It's where you find the atmosphere, as they call it. Background artists. The cocktail servers. These stadium seat bench warmers. They pay seat fillers to sit in at the Grammy Awards, the Academy Awards, places like that. Did you know that? They pay people to sit, sit in those seats. Growing up when I'd watch those, I automatically thought, like I thought, these, these are buildings filled with celebrities. Look at all the celebrities. I remember looking at that going, wow, all the singers... You know, let's say, for instance, the Grammy Awards, and you're just looking at the people sitting in the in the audiences. The, that's most of those people are paid to sit there um, because it's got to look filled out for the cameras. It can't look sparse. So there are people who do this professionally. You'll meet them. Some of them you see time and time again in other movies. There's this uh, short, chubby kid, red hair, uh, pink cheeks, freckles. He was in uh, old school. I remember seeing that kid around when I did a lot of extra work. I'd see him around. Everybody would congratulate him. All the extras would be able to see their own friends in movies. It was just a lot of fun. It was like a little Easter egg. And they'd have you show up to set and they'd say, you cannot wear, you know, the main characters are wearing yellow and blue. Do not wear yellow or blue. Wear something muted. They like saying the words muted a lot. Muted colors. Muted colors. I think that's the, the opposite of vibrant, maybe. Muted. We want to see, you know, it's okay if you wear red. Muted. Muted red. When I think of that, I think of, like, someone putting, like, a gray filter on something. In comes the mute. In comes the mutation filter. Anyway, I'm at the bank right now. I will uh, talk to you more later. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projector. All right. We just got that taken care of now. <laughs> and, um, just want to say, if you find yourself down in the dumps um, I would pardon me um, you know it's interesting how you, you come across things like this out in the wild you'll see someone with their back to you and they're taken up kind of just kind of in the middle of the sidewalk and you have to make a decision right then and there am I going to move off to the, to the one side or off to the other side and I thought that by me talking with the podcast maybe in the back of her brain in her back of 
this person's ear, she would have heard me walking up and would not have walked in the, towards the direction where the sound was, but away from... But wh- what do you know? You never know. You never know what kind of senses someone has opened up to, right? So, uh... I find myself, like if, I, if, like if I'm at the grocery store on the sidewalk, I find myself moving very slowly near them. If it looks like they can't make a decision, I stand about eight or nine feet away from their head. If I see them walking towards me on the sidewalk and they're just not going to budge and they can't use the other openness of a sidewalk, I just stand still. If it looks like they're going to walk at me and they want me to move out of my way, that's just not going to be happening. Particularly if I've given them plenty of notice that I've moved to the other side of the sidewalk to accommodate them. And then they insist on walking at me, I stop in my tracks and I let them crash into me. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an awareness test. Let's call it that. It's an awareness test. So, if you find yourself uninspired, down in the dumps, not feeling good, as in the famous words of the Who, I have a remedy. You too. Uh, the remedy is thinking back when you were a kid, and what were those excitements? What what really brought you joy? What came to you easily and effortlessly? What, 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 what were those things that you loved doing so much? Uh, and then someone came along and ruined it for you. Someone came along who claimed that they knew better than you. Or that they, um, you know, they were an expert on, on, on a particular thing. Claimed that they had all the, all the accolades, the awards. Uh, and so someone long ago might have stomped on you with that kind of mentality. And as a result, it's possible that throughout these years that um, that phantom has been sort of a, a hovering, kind of this hovering, um, you know, it's just there. It's just been there. Kind of monitoring your decisions as to whether you're going to draw this thing, or whether you're going to play this song, or whether you're going to sculpt that thing, or do that sidewalk chalk, or what have you. So then that gets carried around. So, I, I would suggest this. Go back to those times. Back to those times. In fact, actually, maybe even to those times when you, when you heard that... Um, when you remember those times, go back to the time, remember it in your brain, and do that thing, break the spell. you got to break the spell. It's like negative one plus one. Cancels it out. So that's what must be done. Anthony Robbins calls that anchoring. you got to anchor a different feeling to that. So, because you got to think... Are those bullies, are those teachers, are those know-it-alls anywhere to be found right now? You know, what, what are they doing so special with their lives? But most importantly, 
Why am I worried about what their opinions are concerning how I am living my own personal legend? You know? That should have no bearing. I'm I'm rereading The Alchemist, which is a phenomenal book. And it talks a lot about personal legends. And um, the idea of following the omens, following the signs. It's always great when you see people reaffirming things that you've thought about or talked about. Um, I recently saw a TikTok that completely reaffirms things that we've talked about on this podcast. The idea of watching for the language of the universe. Keeping your eyes open for the omens, the signs. In what ways is the universe speaking to me? In what ways is my bigger self so to speak, my higher mind, speaking to me. Well, that's through the synchronicities. We talked about that. Dreams. Lots of ideas. Um, These are those things. And as I find myself tuning in more into that and making my lists, crossing them off, and it feels good, and I make those mental notes as to how the dominoes fell in order to make this thing work. Um, just astonishes me. All right, we're back at the apartment now. I think I'm going to add some giblets into this and then release it. Which then, as I've told you, I've had, I've got like three hours stockpiled. But I have to change into other um, that I gotta that I have to put these segments into other into their own episodes I have to like arrange them so by the way um, this this particular sheet this character sheet for Police Academy the series this photocopy is from 1988 okay so someone had these right one of these is it says size comparison it shows like a a police guy next to the police car, who I think is supposed to be the Gutenberg character. Then there's this one, which might have to be might might be the like the Tackleberry character. Uh, oh, Sweet Chuck, Sweet Chuck, it says. Um, and so he's dressed up in his little thing here. So they're pointing at his hat, at his, at his, um, the at his uh, badge on his hat. It says Academy Gold, Reflection Gray, Brim Blue, Peach. Academy blue, reflection gray, academy gold, gunmetal gray, walnut grip, peach, leather gray, tortoise shell, leather gray. So they're pointing at various parts of his body and saying this is what we want that color to be. Incredible. 1988 Warner Brothers, Inc., all rights reserved. Somehow this made it out, made it out in the populace. Isn't that crazy? So I think once I release this episode, then that'll inspire me to dive back in, get all the other episodes rocking and rolling. Sometimes when I'm on a roll and I'm on a deep dive, I, I gotta just give full commitment to what that thing is before I go back to the other things that have been marinating for a little bit. So, um, there you have it. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. You are now entering the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Okay, so seriously, Saturday night, late, 
I check my Instagram account and I see Awesome Sauce Radio live. So I click on the button and I see Yali Crew playing. <laughs> and I realize the Desert Fox and Foxy Lady are actually in the audience at a Yachtly Crew concert. You cannot even imagine my joy. And all right, I'll admit it, I was jealous. <laughs> but it was so weird. It was such a synchronicity, Kurt. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. I actually watched you guys through Tammy's eyes on her phone. Maria, you know what's so funny? I just now saw this message from you. It, today is um, the 6th, by the way, September 6th. I just now saw this message from you. I was flipping out the fact that I was able to combine forces with Foxy Lady and Desert Fox uh, at the Marquee Theater in Arizona. Just blew my mind. And we uh, bonded on how much we love your podcast. You were there with us in spirit. And I think next time that happens, I, th- I just might have to FaceTime you. Um, and or just record it. Um, yeah, record it. So, so that becomes an anchor episode. By the way, I have, I think three episodes with the Foxes F-A-W-K E-S Fox is F-A-W K-E-S E-S Foxes (laughs) so they were in a couple of the uh, episodes which I uh, I extended because these were long conversations that we had before the marquee after the marquee and then after the marquee again i think outside of the uh outside of the hotel so i look forward to seeing you again maria and i i foresee in the future that we will all uh we will all be at the same place at the same time heck who knows maybe when yachtly crew plays the las vegas um palms show then we we can all meet there wouldn't that be cool it would be a podcasting phenom. Anyway, it was so good talking to you. Take care. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you to t- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, Caracom alms playing Brahms on prom. And how soon do you think you to t- do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom Diatoms Glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The 
book of songs and rhymes and rhymes and how soon do you think you'll do it?